Hi, I'm Carmen. I'm a teacher, an ADHDer, a certified life coach, and I created this podcast to spread awareness about ADHD, anxiety, and other mental health conditions and neurodevelopmental disorders. Let's chat about all the challenges, the fun, and the struggles of these things. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, friend. Today, we are going to dive into the topic of overwhelm. I'm hoping to keep this at just a one episode part, but it has seeming that there are a lot of things that contribute to overwhelm. Now, I want to let you know there are ways to do so because I used to use you overwhelm as a default emotion. Like, I'm just overwhelmed. I just can't. And I would use that as a reason to just not do anything, which, as we know, does not help anybody. So I do have proven strategies that work that I use, that other people use, my clients use, that other um, my fellow uh, focused members use. Um, again, remember, I am in a community of ADHDers led by Kristen Carter, an ADHDer who is an ADHD coach, and she is fabulous. Like, head to the show notes if you just want to, like, sign up now um, because her entire class on overcoming overwhelm is amazing. But if you're like, I'm short on cash right now, so I'll just stick with this, that's great too, and I appreciate you again. I really want to say that I appreciate you and I appreciate you continuing to listen to this episode as I tell you that overwhelm is just a feeling. It's not a fact. It is not arguable uh, in a court of law. It is a feeling. Overwhelm is a feeling. If you notice what happens when you start to feel overwhelmed, your brain starts doing this thing which I love to call like just going so floopy, like it's just spinning around, jumping from one thing to the other, just being a bouncing ball from place to place. So that is usually, it comes from something, right? It doesn't just appear in your brain. It it comes from thoughts that you have or a situation that happened, So, my goal over these next two episodes is to help give you the power, hopefully one episode, (laughs) to identify, I want to give you the power to identify when you're overwhelmed, why you're overwhelmed, and how to start managing the feeling of overwhelm, and to kick the shame and guilt to the curb, because it's not our fault, my friend. Your brain is different, but it's powerful. So it's not our fault. So let's get started. So for fun, I decided to just like Google the definition of overwhelm. And there's three different ones it gives. It says bury or drown beneath a huge mass. Um, defeat completely. I think that is the one that I resonate with, feeling completely just like defeated, spinning around, like want to just lay on the floor and go to bed. Um, 
and then give too much of a thing to someone else. So, like, they were overwhelmed by my farewell messages. So, like, someone else being overwhelmed by something. Anyways, I thought that would be fun because, really, what is overwhelm? And, like, how and why does it happen? Um, like, why do we as ADHDers feel shame or guilt when we're overwhelmed? It took a really long time for me to constrain, um, the reasons, <laughs> in my opinion, for overwhelm. And so I have it in two, four categories, and then I'm going to go over ways I use and that proven strategies that I have read about to uh, manage it and sometimes overcome it. So the four over-defining reasons, in my opinion, is the expectations of society, period, and then in parentheses, especially for women. The next one is the shame of saying no. Saying no, yeah. And then the next one is executive functions with our analysis paralysis, which is in one of my earlier episodes. And the last one, uh, reason that I have is the comorbidities that come along with ADHD, such as anxiety or depression. So, overwhelm is a feeling. In a previous episode, I help you get through a situation that causes a thought, which causes an emotion, which in this case is overwhelm. What are the results of overwhelm? Well, for me, I spin in my head, I freeze, I don't really get anything done, I jump from task to task, I distract myself, I do procrastivity work, so instead of doing the important task on my to-do list, like writing the lesson plan, I will go do all of the laundry, dust, and, you know, do all the dishes. (laughs) So what about, what about you? How, how do you deal with it? Think of the last time that you felt overwhelmed, really, and like journal about how it happened and see where it came from. Overwhelm is caused by so many different things. I really had to get constrained to keep the length of the episode lower, but in my opinion, from my sources, always linked in the show notes, it has to do with societal expectations the shame stigma of saying no, the brain of a person with ADHD and the comorbidities that accompany it, and just the amount of stuff, stimulation, and choices there are in life for an adhd I've heard and read this quote a lot, and it goes just like this. If you've met one person with ADHD... You've only met one person with ADHD. This resonates with me so much because it's just so true. All brains are different. Even if you're typically developing, if you're neurodivergent, if you are like, even when we have ADHD, it just makes our brain that much more unique, which is why we have to work a little bit harder sometimes. So we don't function that well in a linear world. Um, We are divergent, out-of-the-box thinkers. We do not have a clear concept of time. Uh, Dr. Russell Barkley says uh, our time blindness 
impedes us from making decisions in the present based on past information and setting goals by using like guesswork of the future from past experiences. We have trouble doing that. We see here and we see now and a lot of times that can cause some overwhelm. So, oh, predicting all the things and doing all that, we have to work harder at all the mundane and tedious tasks that is just being an adult. So it's no surprise that with ADHD, overwhelm is an emotion our brains just love to offer up because it's easy. Do you see? It's easy. Our brains like to keep us safe. It's easy. So our brains, as I've mentioned before, are meant to protect us and to perform. They want to keep us safe and they want us to do our work with the least amount of emotional or uncomfortable emotions and the least amount of work possible, which for ADHDers means the least amount of steps or writing out all the steps and doing them little by little. So they want to keep us safe and our prefrontal cortex or the CEO of our brain, I like to call it the manager, is supposed to regulate thinking, thought patterns, and regulate our behaviors. So planning, focus, predicting, and regulating. This part of our brain is smaller and does not produce the same of same amount of neurotransmitters needed to perform these skills. Um, with a regular person, the prefrontal cortex doesn't develop fully until you're 25. They don't know what age for ADHDers, but it doesn't matter when it's fully formed because it's still impaired, which again, <laughs> are expectations of society. Those, All those things I mentioned are expectations of society without the consideration of the development of one's prefrontal cortex. Money management, organization of skills of items and of time, managing emotions and impulsivity are all needed for the mundane everyday things like cleaning, dishes, laundry, just keeping a clean house in general, paying bills, repairing things, working, and then caring for any children or pets that you may have. Overwhelmed yet? Just kidding. Um, most of the time, a lot of these things require all of the skills that are either housed in the executive function or prefrontal cortex of our brain, or they're used within the neurotransmitters that run through those parts. Emotional sensitivity and the shame around saying no is also a factor. ADHDers tend to be people pleasers. We don't like feeling the uncomfortable feeling of saying no. So we are the yes men, if you will. Always agreeing, overloading our plates with too many obligations outside of what you're expected to do as an adult already, which I mentioned is hard enough. <laughs> so saying no, it's super hard to do. No, like I get it. I've become very, very, very in tuned with when to say no, how to say it nicely, and I've gotten much better at it, but it takes practice because it's super hard. I'm saying that over and over again because it's really, really, really hard 
Telling someone you can't help them feels so uncomfortable. Telling someone, no, I cannot loan you this money because it's the last of my money feels really uncomfortable. I don't know why us ADHDers would rather put someone else's happiness in front of our own comfortability, but we just sometimes like our brains are like, we would just rather do that than say no because saying no is so uncomfortable. But like later on, not having that 20 bucks probably will be uncomfortable too. So you just kind of double dose yourself with uncomfortable there. So it's necessary to say no, to, to protect our mental health, our energy, our physical well-being. Refer to episode 25 to understand the quadrants of energy and giving and receiving and all of that. So I know it also feels super shameful when you have so much to do that your brain goes into this shame spiral of not starting because you don't know or don't think you know how to start or how to do something so you can't even start. Hypersensitivity is a strong attribute of ADHD. It's not in the DSM-5, but it's an attribute. A doctor said it. I don't remember who. It's probably linked in the show notes somewhere in one of the sources. But when you don't think you know how to do something, you don't start. And you shame spiral in the shoulds, if you will. I should be starting this. I should be starting this. But I'm scrolling Facebook. But I'm doing the dishes. This is why we feel that overwhelm so incredibly intensely. So Kelly and I will be running a workshop on October 8th of 2022. Head to the show notes and fill out the form to register and join us for some fun. So remember, our situations or something somebody did, some fact that cannot be argued by a court of law, causes a thought in your brain. Your brain offers a thought. If you decide to take that thought and believe that thought, it creates a feeling. This drives your action. This is why overwhelm usually leads to not getting anything done. It's how you think about the things that are overwhelming you. So if we can shift into getting all of that stuff out of our head, because guess what, my friends, I'm a teacher, so I like to use this analogy, but it's originates from my coach and her coach. Um, anyways, our brains are not filing cabinets, okay? My filing cabinets at work are a mess for a reason because I shove all this stuff in there that's not supposed to be in there. It's for file cabinets. It's for filing. It's for memories. One thing. One thing. And it's supposed to get cleaned out. Like we're supposed to write it down. You're supposed to get it out. Your brain is not a filing cabinet. It's not a storage locker. It is not a desk drawer or several Get all of it, all of it out, literally. Just take out a notebook, piece of paper, whatever, get a pen, and start writing everything. And even when you stop, just ask yourself, what else? What else? Set a timer, 10 minutes. See how much comes out of your brain. 
it may surprise you. I'm telling you. It surprised me. One of the first times that I did this, I wrote three and a half pages of just thoughts and feelings and all of the things. And then I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, all of this is, is going, going on in your brain right now? Wow. And then we can start to use some of these strategies. Hi friend, are you looking for a little more support for your ADHD or something else in your life that's a big struggle? You are in luck. Head to the show notes to sign up for a free one-on-one coaching call with yours truly, me. Stay authentic, friends, and go sign up. Friends, our executive functioning is impaired severely. We struggle with completing simple tasks from start to finish. We also procrastinate sometimes for the adrenaline. So refer to the quadrants episode in energy major brain hacks, time management, I think it's called. Um, we use the red zone in an unhealthy way. To, and then after a while, like you train your brain to do that unintentionally. And then your brain just does that all the time, which creates burnout and shutdown when you're overwhelmed because we're completely trying to just reduce all of this anxiety and cope with all the emotions that surface. We just shut down. So stop fixating on the past failures. Stop trying to learn everything. I knew this wasn't going to be a tips and tricks episode because it it can't be. I can't I can't give you the tips and tricks on how to stop feeling a certain way because overwhelm is a feeling. But I can teach you that overwhelm doesn't have to take over your life. Overwhelm can be something that you can manage. The way you manage it first is by getting all of it out of your brain. <laughs> I'm repeating for emphasis. Get a piece of paper. If you're feeling overwhelmed right now and you click this episode because you're feeling overwhelmed, literally go get a piece of paper right now. I'll wait. Just a couple seconds. You could even pause it. But go get a piece of paper. Go get a pen. It doesn't have to be a pretty pen. Just grab a pen. And start writing. And then when you feel like you don't have anything else to write after five, ten minutes, just ask your brain what else a few times. And then read through it. Read through it. Decide what thoughts you want to keep. What thoughts do you want to throw away? What things need to go on a to-do list? What things are questions you may need to ask somebody? What are thoughts that you might want to delve into deeper? What are some of the emotions you see popping up? How might you take care of yourself right now? What could you do to lessen the overwhelm? Is there anything that you can take off a list? Are there any thoughts, again, that you can throw out to get rid of that feeling of overwhelm? Or can you identify the real feeling coming up as you see it clearly on the paper that you've written? 
that's the start of overcoming overwhelm is to get it all out of your head and then organize all of those thoughts because your brain is not a storage locker and if we spend too much time in the red zone where we are getting all these things done but we are never taking time for ourselves we will burn out we will get sick we will not be able to help anybody it will not be helpful to you or anyone around you really it won't be helpful to anything so get it out of your head then after you've done that if you have the mental energy to do so if not just stop there if you are so overwhelmed and you notice that there are, there are a bunch of valid facts on that paper for reasons why you should be tired overwhelmed or whatever please self-care recharge your emotional energy do things for you count your wins be kind to yourself this is not your fault it's not your fault science says that this all starts with dopamine parts of the science behind why this happens is ADHD sometimes results in what they call a motivation deficit it's something that researchers have linked to the dopamine neurotransmitter because it's associated with mo motivation memory and reward and pleasure pathways so like doing the thing deciding to do the thing getting ready to do the thing starting the thing remembering to do the thing and then doing it for long enough to get the reward for it we have problems with all of those parts of it so following it through to completion is um pretty much impeded our working memory isn't so great either and the irregular dopamine receptors tend to have a motivation reward deficiency so not only is our motivation for like doing something really really like not there but the reward that we feel for doing it maybe like just not even like you won't even be able to feel it which makes it feel excruciating to do so make things fun make things fun i dance when i do the laundry i listen to podcasts when i do the dishes i watch my guilty pleasure tv shows when i'm folding my laundry and when i'm folding my um things up for school my wind down activity is listening to calming music and this means I can explore new music or explore new podcasts. When I exercise, I get to listen to my favorite pump up the jam songs. Find ways that make it fun for you. So the next steps may feel kind of like duh, but we need to be reminded. So first, get a grip on the emotion. Now put the to-dos on a calendar, the phone call, the paper, the whatever it is, put it on a calendar, and then just do it. If you're having a hard time just doing it, like I said, make it fun or change the scene. Take your stuff and go outside or go to a different room in your house or take it to the local coffee shop. That always works. Maybe 
you can enlist a support team. So ask for help from loved ones. Um, you can ask for help from coworkers, from friends, anyone who you feel understands and will help you. And then every little while, just like I, I do things like switching up my routes to work that I take, the drive that I take, but switching up your routine every, you know, three to six months also helps with ADHD because we like novelty. We like new things. We like things to be different a lot. Like sometimes we don't like change necessarily or like transitions, but we do like novel things. Also, um, when you are planning things and you think something's going to take an hour, um, plan two hours for me. Okay. Because that's probably how long it will take because of that time blindness. Um, and then just keep breathing and keep doing it and manage things as they go along. An episode on organization is coming soon, but right now that's not the time for that, but manage some of that stuff. The mail, have piles for the mail by your door, please. Like, like trash it or it needs to go here to be paid or it needs to go here to like be filed or whatever. Okay. And like do things like the 15 minute tidy I do every day to make sure that like, I'm not just coming back into my work and workout space and it's a mess because that also causes overwhelm is having too much GD stuff. We have too much stuff. And I just quoted Kristen Carter because she is just so right. We have too much stuff. Living more minimalistic also helps here. The last piece of advice I'm going to give you, and I have made this into a one episode, so hopefully I did not just put part one on here. I'm just going to delete that, but I, I digress. The last part I want to say here is Eliminate the shame, my friend, especially when you're reading through that thought download. They're just thoughts that appear in your brain. They just appear there. They just pop up. You get to decide whether you want to believe them or not. If your brain decides to tell you that you're a stupid idiot who can't do anything, you get to tell your brain like, okay, thanks for that like funny thought or whatever that mean thought. Like, I call that my mean girl brain because she is mean sometimes. And so sometimes I'm like, thanks, mean girl, but I'm just going to pass on by. I am not going to believe that thought because it's not true. It's not true. I'm not stupid. I'm not an idiot. And I wouldn't be giving this podcast out if I felt that way about myself. See, you can't do hard things if you feel bad about yourself. So eliminate the shame. Be kind to yourself because this is not your fault. And get at me on Instagram at authenticallyADHD underscore Carmen iRace. And sign up for the workshop in the show notes. Also, join the community of Focused. There is a ton of support there too. My community has support for you and so do they. And I wish you the best with your day. As always, stay authentic, my friends.